Welcome to our second series of Real Life Motivation. I'm Rachel Day. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm the founder of an organisation called Flying School. My co-host is Kelda Wood from Climbing Out. Together, we'll share some tips and ideas on how to keep motivated from our experiences as coaches and in our work, as well as from our real life stories, so that we can always keep it real for you. We're really glad you're joining us for this second series, which is focusing on Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome everybody to this podcast. We're actually calling Pause and Reflect. So, so far we have done separate podcasts on the first four habits of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And Kelda and I thought actually it would be useful for us to just take a pause like you would in real life and say, so so what really? What, what have we got from any of this? What have we learned? Having sort of talked about the habits, got a bit more understanding on, of them. What, what's that then meant for us in practice if we want to keep this real? So today's podcast is all about us sharing the sort of so what of the first four and what we're now thinking, if anything has changed. So welcome, Kelda. Lovely to see you. And what are your thoughts then? First of all, why pause? Is this something that you tend to do anyway? Yeah, I think, I mean, I was thinking about the podcasts this week and it was two things. You know, I am, well, maybe it's just the the rate of life sometimes and unless you actually stop and press the pause button you can suddenly be steamrolling ahead and forgotten what what you talked about and when I kind of reflected back on the podcasts I couldn't actually remember what we'd covered in in habits one and two so I think that was the first thing for me let's do a little bit of consolidating let's just remind ourselves of what we've done so far But I was also very aware that, you know, it's been really interesting for me doing the podcast too. I've actually come out with a lot of learnings myself. And I found that I've really applied some of the things that we've talked about. And that I've kind of got different opinions now. There's some things that I want to kind of go, yeah, that really worked. Like, look, this is how it works. And there's other things that I want to go, I want to question that now, because I'm not so sure it does work. So I guess it was that pause and reflect. Let's just press the pause button for a moment, consolidate the key points, and just reflect on what we took from them and how that applies to real life. Perfect. Um, It's really, yeah, it's, it's, I guess, because you suggested this, I then sat down and said, okay, so, so what have I learned from these? And just that, that permission to just reflect has really helped me learn a lot more. So if nothing else, hopefully it's an opportunity today for, for everybody else to sort of be able to pause and reflect and, and think about what, what, what have they got out of this? What, what's, what's worked for you and what hasn't? And, and I, I think as well, you know, how often do we actually go, okay, what's worked? So, you know, to anyone listening to this, if you've listened to the previous four habits, What's worked for you? What did you agree with? What have you applied to life? Um, what are you ditching? Because you actually didn't think it worked and it didn't apply to your life. And unless we take time to reflect, we, we don't always take those learnings. So, yeah, 
Brilliant. So pause button now and think about it. (laughs) This is your permission to pause and reflect. Um, And if you listen to us while you're doing it, great. But um, otherwise, it's just an opportunity to do so. So, Kelda, let's talk about the first habit then. So if you remember, it it was the habit um, of choice. We called it be proactive. And essentially, it was the habit where we said it's much more effective if we say that we are a product of our choices rather than our circumstances. And I guess for me, this habit is just realising that things that we're doing are as a result of the choices we're making. The thing I said with all of this is awareness is the first step. So if you're not aware that you have a choice, you know, you can't start to change them. So if all of these podcasts do is start to raise awareness, that's a great first step. I guess when when I've been doing the reflection for me on it, where what have I got from it? I realised it it's easier to be proactive. It's easier to realise you have these choices when you're clear about your purpose. So I was just thinking about, you know, what's going on with me. I've I've been getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I've been working really hard. No one's been telling me to do it, but I've got something that I really believe in. I've got this purpose that I'm trying to make happen in the world. So I don't know if that's helpful to even include here Calder we can always edit it out but it's this uh, it's this understanding that living if you if you know what your purpose is if you know like I'm thinking of you on the Atlantic um you know you had to get to the other side so yes you could be low (laughs) but actually there was an underlying purpose which is I've got to I've got to finish this for me purpose is everything because if you've got the motivation if you've got the reason if you want something then you're going to start making the choices to help that to happen I've been the same as you for about the past two weeks I've been getting up at five o'clock because it's the only way I can get everything done and that's because I want to get it done I want to do it morning you know and every morning the alarm goes off you kind of go oh and then I think oh no but I want to get this done and I'm out of bed so purpose is is huge and I think where it's difficult is when you haven't got purpose but I'm probably going off on a massive tangent and we should save that for a later podcast and we, let's do that but equally just remember that one of the things that helps us do that first habit is getting clearer on our purpose whatever that is it can yeah, be a massive purpose but just getting clear on what it is that that probably if we want to take key points Rachel that's probably a really good key point you you know for habit one to work we need to know what our purpose is we need to have motivation so yeah great point so Kelder our next habit was the habit of vision we talked about this as beginning with the end in mind I don't know about you I've this one has really worked for me in the last couple of weeks so I've been trying to create a journal an interactive journal for flying school and I've had somebody who's been trying to work it into making it look like a book so I haven't seen it for a while and he sent it to me last week and I read it and I didn't feel inspired so I read it and I thought yeah it says all the right things but there's I haven't got the feeling so I used this habit on that where I said, what do I want the end result to be? So when someone picks this up, what do I want it to be like? What do I want it to feel like? And I realized that I really wanted it to feel a bit like a coaching session with me. And so it took me down a very different 
path. I'm not changing the content hugely, but I'm changing the tone and the feel. And it's made me put more of myself into the book um, as opposed to just be a load of, you know, different activities or different things to do. So for me, this, this habit of vision where we take ourselves to the outcome, what's the outcome I'd really like to achieve here? And we, we get really, for me, quite dreamy about that outcome. What's the best outcome? Because it changes what I might do sort of earlier, if that makes sense. How about you? Um, well, it's funny when I reflected on this, because again, I did find both the first two habits. I, I haven't spent a huge amount of time applying them to life, but I do love what you say there, Rachel, because I think we almost do that subconsciously. It, you know, we're, we're just in the middle of doing a new project at the minute called Creating Momentum, and we're designing a, a logo for it. And we've gone round and round in circles with this logo. But actually, if you kind of say, what do I want the outcome to be? What do I want this to achieve? It can really just suddenly make it very clear on on what's needed with that so I, I guess this is the beauty in reflecting and taking the key point because I hadn't actually summarized that whole habit into that but I love that summary so I might start using it a bit more now Rachel so, so thanks for that. <laughs> and that that is the purpose of today's today's conversation really it's drawing out the key points so the key point for me from the habit of vision is just thinking even on the small things that I'm working on what's the outcome I'm trying to get to so Kelda how about habit three so habit three was put first things first and um, this was when we had that whole conversation around urgent and important how's it been playing out for you well I have used this one so much um I think largely because it has just been a really really busy time with with work um what was really interesting this week I think we actually touched on it on the last podcast when we reflected on habit three and I said about this deadline for a funding application but how I was actually going to take some time out to go meet a friend for, for coffee and cake and when I did that I actually came back and went it's all okay I've got time to do all of this so I in the morning I very nearly cancelled it um, because I'd just been feeling so there were so many urgent things to do how could I possibly think of going for coffee and cake you know I had to do this I had to do that I had to do the other and in the end I got the things done that had to be completed beforehand and then I went just go just go and and I guess you know my other little brain was going no you can't possibly but I went I had a really lovely afternoon having coffee and cake and when I came back I just went it's all cool I'll get up early in the morning I'll get this done then I'll get that done then and it's all fine Kelda and all of a sudden things that were in the urgent box fell into the important box and that felt so much more manageable and so less stressful um so I took a huge amount from that one and the number of times I've kind of smiled to myself going is it urgent or is it important Calder since we did that podcast was was absolutely brilliant and it's raised my awareness 
you know, before I was just bowling along, biting fire, thinking that everything in my entire life was urgent, you know, and it's, it's raised my awareness that maybe that wasn't a useful habit to have. So I've loved that one. I thought it was brilliant. (laughs) I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because when it's urgent, it feels to me like it's someone else, it's someone else's thing that I have to do. When it's important, it feels more personal for me. And so it's easier to do, isn't it? It's interesting how how it's it gives a different feeling to it when it feels important rather than it just feels urgent. I'm I'm yeah. more engaged in it. Maybe that comes back to motivation again, Rachel, you know, because when it's personal, it's sort of you driving it and you want to do it. Whereas if it's driven by someone else, it's a little out of control and um and I think that's a really key point for me as far as a reflection goes that ownership um as soon as you feel like you're being told what to do and forced into things you don't have ownership of it and the motivation then becomes lacking it's interesting I think I think that even if we choose not to do that important thing because we've decided that the urgent stuff is more important it seems to eat away at us and I think for me when that happens I can feel frustrated inside even though I'm not even naming it I, I don't fully let it go because I ended up having to do the urgent stuff in, and I didn't get to do the important thing, mm. even if I've not labeled it as that. So just what you were saying about when you chose to do the, realize I'm going to do the important thing, you came back, the urgent stuff was easier because yeah. that wasn't that wasn't sort of hacking away at you and getting yeah. on your nerves because you hadn't done it because you'd done it. And, and, and actually I was happy to get up at five o'clock in the morning to make sure I did get it done. And I think that's the, other you know thing that instead of sitting there griping because I hadn't gone from a coffee and cake and I'd been sort of forced to have to sit and deal with the urgent stuff in going and having my coffee and cake I was then happy to set the alarm for five o'clock in the morning and get up and do that funding application early in the morning so again that was empowering me because I was taking control and and I think you really helped me realize something Rachel when you said about how you know never to book in a a call with me in the afternoons because of the importance you know when I say my training not for training sake but because that's very important for my mental well-being really and I've recognized that and then I've had quite a lot of people kind of wanting calls and then the only gap in the diary is in the afternoon and I've started to go oh should I should I compromise you know my training because actually these calls are really important And then I've thought about what you've said and knowing, you know, that we don't because that's when I need that space. And sometimes I've had to compromise it the last couple of weeks because there just haven't been enough hours in the day. But then recognising that, no, that time in the afternoons is really important for me to be good at my job. So, Kelda, the fourth habit, obviously, that was only last week. It's a bit more recent in our heads. It was the, it was the habit of think win-win. I think I referred to it at one point as a loaf, a best of both. For me personally, the whole concept of there's enough for everyone and, you know, that drawbridge open support others others support you you know that really is my whole approach to life so I think that's a hugely healthy way to be and do you know why it's blooming good fun too because it's loads more fun if you're just working with people 
rather than to kind of shut them out because you're worried about what they might take or pinch or do or whatever, you know. So that was my learnings. I like this. I like this approach to life. And, and it it really enables me to enjoy every bit of what I'm doing. The bit that I questioned was the win-win bit, as in taking the win from, from every situation, because it comes back to a little bit about that conversation about, in principle, that's great. But sometimes when the chips are down, it can be really hard to apply that. Although I do believe that in time, there can be a win. You just might not see it while you're in it. And I think that was something that was very relevant, again, to this conversation that I had yesterday with these guys that were saying, you know, when you're in a tough place, it's very hard to to start to pull yourself out of it. And sometimes it's just about allowing yourself to be open-minded enough to know that at some point, and who knows when that will be, but at some point, there will be a win to take from every situation. You just might not see it at this immediate point in time. So I guess that's where I'm a little bit on the fence with this habit. There's bits that I think are unbelievably amazing and and a great approach to life and a bit that I think we've got to stay very realistic about and don't doesn't work all the time I'm trying to think what are our key takeaways from this you know I I've been working on the website recently and I've got a sort of members area just so that I can start to have a relationship with some of the people that are are joining flying school Um, But it's completely free and I've put on a load of resources that have obviously taken lots of time, completely free. Now, I can see a huge win-win there. I can see a win for other people to access them without having to pay. But there's a huge win for me, which is to start to get them tested in the world, to start to get people using them, to start to get some feedback. So it's not just the win of, well, it'll be nice to help other people there's a win for me personally when I do something like that because I think other people make it better for you they start to enrich it if you let them if you if you are open and sharing with the things that you do so for me the key point was this thing about thinking about abundance rather than lack which I think we talked about really and just trusting ourselves that there will there will be a win in here even if we can't see it yet yeah and I mean, to relate that back to my own journey, Rachel, you know, I often say when I'm speaking about it, that now looking back, I understand why every bit of it happened. But at the time, I didn't. So at the time, I just thought it was unfair and and all the other words I could use to describe it. Now I look back and go, now I get it. Now I get it. Now, and I suppose applying it to this habit, now I'm able to take the wins. But that's taken 15 years. But I guess if you told me this habit 15 years ago, I would have gone, well, that's so not true. That's so not true. There isn't always a win. I just think maybe it it takes time to reach the win. So moving from where you were 15 years ago to now, 
what what is it about this habit that's shifted for you like what's changed so that you can now go yeah I can see it but you couldn't then what did you have to do to get to this point yeah I always say and it sounds very cheesy but you have to go on the journey you have to keep moving um if you down tools and give up and just accept life and I guess that comes back to habit one the chances are it's never going to change you know the one thing I did do was I always kept moving so even when I moved on to the next thing and the next thing didn't work so I moved on to something else and that didn't work I kept moving now it reminds me of a Nelson Mandela quote which is I never lose I either win or I learn now I guess that is this habit and that's very much a a approach that I've adopted is that even when things go wrong what can I learn from it And that's what I now look back at that time when things were going wrong. Now I look back and I take the learning from it. I didn't at the time. And that was I was in a very different place with my mindset more than anything. So I didn't know about these these things. So I guess, again, that comes back to raising awareness. Now, maybe I would have dealt with all of those situations differently. Maybe you're not going to win every time. But if you if you don't win, if things don't work out how you planned, what can you learn from it to help you in the next stage of your journey? And then you do win, whether you get the outcome you want or you don't, you've, you've still taken something from it. Yeah, that's what's different. So yeah, what we're taking from that is keep moving, even if we don't know if there's a win or not, just keep moving because we will we can't always know in advance Nothing's going to be worthwhile, whether something's going to be useful. But as Steve Jobs said once, you know, we can only connect the dots looking back, not looking forwards. And I love that because I think sometimes we've got to take a bit of a leap of faith Mm. and keep going. And it sounds like that's what you did. And the other thing, just to pick up on something that you said then, is this habit is a suggestion for a way of approaching life. It's not that it's going to be right in every moment of your life. It's not that it's going to change your life necessarily, but it's a way of approaching life that might help you be more effective. And that's what these, these habits are about, really. They're not, you know, they'll work for some people, they won't for others. And a, a massive thing, you know, and I've said this time and time again, just in the last week or two, and, and you've touched on it there as well, Rachel, this doesn't happen overnight. You don't hear this podcast or read the book and everything changes. It takes time. It takes practice. It is almost like you get the awareness. I I related it to a screwdriver yesterday, which was a really bad example. But you get a screwdriver. You then have to read the manual and work out how it works and which buttons to press. And then you have to keep using that screwdriver to get competent at using it. You know, the keys in the blooming title, habit, you know, Habit takes time and practice and effort to create. So I guess that's it, isn't it? It's not going to work every time, um, but you've got to put effort into it. You you know, just listening to this isn't going to sort it out. And I guess maybe that's what I've done. You know, I started off with an awareness and I've worked really hard at it for a lot of years. But now I'm very aware that I'm able to manage myself 
in a much better way. And I still get it wrong, you know, regularly. <laughs> I still get it wrong. But I can then reflect when I get it wrong and go, how could I how could have I handled that better to get a better outcome? I guess that's that's real life, isn't it? It, it? You know, there's not a quick fix. It takes time and effort and we're all human beings and we don't always get it right. But knowing about it is the first step and knowing about it is definitely better than not. Brilliant, Caldwin. And it's a good way to to end there in a way in terms of this reflection pause um, episode. Hopefully it's been really helpful for people to just pause and think what what difference has it made for me so I enjoyed listening to that conversation but actually did anything change for me did I do anything or have I seen some slight changes or have I done nothing yet and maybe this is an opportunity for you to think well what might I do slightly differently in my approach that that might help me and and you know I was thinking that wouldn't it be great if someone listening to this you know presses the pause button and actually puts the time and effort in to sit and write down habit one what are my key learnings you know what's worked what could I do differently for it to work better you know and actually put some put some time put some effort in to reflecting yourself um I for me that would be a great outcome (laughs) well good luck everybody i hope you've enjoyed listening to this pause and we will return next week with habit five okay lovely to see you kelder again and thank you rachel see you later bye so that's the end of our podcast for today thanks so much for listening if you found it useful please do think about who you might share it with it would be great to be able to spread some of these ideas to other people Also, if you'd like to find out more about Flying School, visit flyingschool.fun or more about Climbing Out, visit climbingout.org. We are also particularly interested in looking for some sponsorship for these podcasts. So if your organisation or if you know of one might be interested, please do get in touch so that we can continue to offer these for free. Thanks again and look forward to seeing you next time.